Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. From AccuWeather.com, this is Everything Under the Sun. It's our weekly podcast featuring in-depth interviews with experts from AccuWeather and from around the world, bringing you behind-the-scenes information, stories, and news on the weather, climate change, and the outdoors, covering topics from the worlds of science, sports, and space. It's all the information you need to weatherproof your life. And now, here's the host of Everything Under the Sun, AccuWeather meteorologist, Dean DeVore. Friends, welcome into episode 11 of our winter series of 2021-2022. On this podcast, we see where the weather meets your life, and we try to discuss things that are important to you. Last week in our spring forecast segment with long-range forecaster Paul Passlock, one of the things that he mentioned was the concerns that are growing about problems with weather, both either flooding, downpours, and severe weather, or drought conditions in the nation's breadbasket, and that could be affecting prices. Well, prices on everything are rocketing up exponentially here with the word inflation well back into our vernacular, something that we hadn't talked about at length, especially to this magnitude for a few decades. One of my favorite people who talks about economic issues and how they relate to our life is friend of mine from WWJ Radio in Detroit, Murray Feldman. He will join me in our first Rays of Focus segment to talk about exactly what inflation is, where it is at this point, and where it relates to in terms of history and with this spring forecast that we have from AccuWeather.com where we could have some problems with flooding or drought in the middle of the country, how that's going to affect things going forward. Interesting concept and talk about there. Inflation is in our minds. We're also looking at the weather for the upcoming week and and week beyond. Bob Smurbeck will join me in our second segment as well. Friends, sit back, relax. It's time to talk about everything under the sun from AccuWeather.com. If you're in the Detroit region, you know the name and face of Murray Feldman. He's been a staple on television and radio news for decades. He's currently with our great radio partner, News Radio 950 WWJ, where he is the money man. He does that consumer and economics reporting. It's all boiled down into the Feldman Report from odyssey.com at their website, odyssey.com slash WWJ News Radio. And I thought he was a great person to kind of get us in the mindset of exactly what inflation is and historically how bad it is. And this weather forecast we've been talking about in the spring for the middle of the country, which will likely uh, be impacting the ability for farmers to plant and yields as we go through the summer, certainly has a lot of people concerned. Murray Feldman joins me on Everything Under the Sun, discuss inflation and its impacts with us every day. In our first Race of Focus segment, we are joined by Murray Feldman. If you are in the Detroit area, you know that name, you know that face, spent many years as a television anchor, and now I get to share airtime with him on our great radio station in Detroit, News Radio 950 WWJ. And, you know, I always like the way Murray kind of personalizes things that, you know, it's kind of like weather. There's a science to economics and there's 
you know, things that go on, but it's really how those economic principles meet the wallet in your pocket that matters. And same way we can tell you about all the meteorological principles to make the storm, but it's really how the storm's going to be affecting you and you on the feet on the ground. So I wanted to spend time with Murray and his expertise to kind of break down a little bit of inflation. And Murray's been watching this stuff for years, certainly has some experience in terms of what we may be seeing going forward with some of these dire forecasts about things, including supply chain and also the problems that we are going to have weather. So Murray, let's talk about inflation. Now, look, I am in my mid-50s. And so I'm very familiar when I was a kid that we had rounds of record inflation. A lot of it was there in that late 70s period when fuel prices were really shooting up and things seemed to be out of control and price increases. And then you know, we've had rounds of inflation and mild inflation, but this inflation is some of the worst I've seen since those 70s. And I think um, for many generations, probably the worst inflation anybody ever seen. So let's talk in generalities. I mean, it, it's easy to understand that inflation means that prices are constantly every few days or weeks or months rising. And every time you go somewhere to buy something, the next time you go, it's probably likely to be a higher amount. Is there more to the scene than that in terms of inflation? Gets under the hood a little bit for me on that term. Sure. Well, first of all, anybody who is 40 years old or under has never seen inflation like we're seeing right now because it's at the highest rate in 40 years. And if you're wondering where your money goes, that's where it goes. Inflation really steals money from you. It makes your dollar worth a lot less. You know, uh, anybody who is uh, in their 30s uh, or early 40s and has parents who are in their 70s, they, the parents probably bought that first house with a mortgage rate of 13 or 14 percent. Right. We haven't seen anything like that, but that's what it was in the late 70s and early 80s. And when we saw mortgage rates under 3 percent of the past year, that was phenomenal for so many home buyers and so many people who wanted first time homes and second homes. So inflation was down. Now inflation is going the other way. And there are a lot of reasons why that's happening. And we can get to that in a moment. But the point is, it's costing us more to live right now. The average wage in America, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics last year, was 5.7%. Now you might be thinking, wow, 5.7%, that's a phenomenal increase. And it is historically. But the inflation rate was much more than that. The inflation rate was seven and a half percent. So people who got that great raise last year are still behind the eight ball. Still two percent underwater, really. Right. If you think about it, they got a raise. But, you know, I would argue that I'm not sure who got that five point seven percent raise because, I mean, I know that's an average and I'm sure there were some some sectors that did well, but. I know a lot of folks working longer, extra hours and not feeling like they did get much of an increase in the last year or so. So it feels like it's stealing even more for some people. Well, you're absolutely right. And I know a lot of people like that, too. The Bureau of Labor Statistics takes a look at the typical wage in America, which right now is uh, $36.70. That's the average hourly wage. And that's how they compute the increases. So you're looking at a salary that is at quote unquote average in America, but many people are making more than that and their wage increases are less than that. Interesting that if you change jobs, you'll get a higher increase than if you stayed in your job. That's because it's very hard to find workers. Why do I mention that? Because that's one of the things that's driving inflation up. 
and it's happening in a couple of different areas for a couple of different reasons. First of all, the producers of the products we buy don't have a lot of people to make those products, so there's a shortage of supply. Then you have the COVID situation, which kept a lot of people out of work, and that created more demand for certain products, but they weren't being made. And those things create higher prices because there are folks out there that will say, I'll buy that item because I need that item, even if it costs more. That's inflation. And here in the Motor City, as we call it, Dean, we look at automobiles and automobile inflation has gone crazy because of a number of reasons. Mm -hmm. There was COVID situation that shut down the auto companies, so they couldn't produce enough cars for people. Then they have part shortages because the chip chip shortages that we've been hearing about. Right. There are chips and everything from your watch uh, to your automobile. And, and they didn't have enough of those. And they still don't have enough to continue to make cars for the demand that's out there. And so people are paying more than the sticker price to get a new car. Because you don't, if you walk into a dealership today, anybody who's listening to us from anywhere will see fewer cars in that showroom, fewer cars on the lot. I had a situation real quick. I walked into my dealer. I just bought a new uh, SUV hybrid in June. Brand new, beautiful car. He honestly told me that he could take that back from me and I would make money on a trade in because everybody wants a new car and they don't have them. And so people are willing to take cars with 10, 12,000 miles that are looking, feel brand new and pay even more than the new price they did. Uh, when it, so that that was shocking to me. So there's that. Isn't also a problem right now, Murray, supply chain? Uh, with all the supply chain problems and then the rising cost of fuel. I mean, my goodness, go to the pump and every day it looks like it's up five cents in my neck of the woods. Gasoline, Dean, is up 40 percent from one year ago today, basically, for the past 12 months. That That's what it's up. And that is part of the problem. And the supply chain is also part of the problem. You know, when everybody was out of work and we hit a recession almost overnight, the nation really had never seen anything that quick before. Uh, it's like a, a, an incredible blizzard that you uh, wake up and find on your front lawn one morning and you try to figure out how we're going to get out of this. Well, we did get out of it because the federal government dumped trillions of dollars into our financial system and that helped ease the pain. To me, it gave people buoyancy that they didn't feel like they were going to sink. But it also, I think, gave some people a false footing underneath because they felt like they had all this money. And now as we're getting into these situations where they may still not be working or, or working to their ability, they're having to pay a lot more. And so all of that uh, kind of buoyancy is kind of eroding very quickly for a lot of people. It is eroding. And uh, because the federal government was very generous giving money out last year and during the pandemic, the typical household in America was able to boost its savings rate to about 30%. And it's usually 5% or 10%, nothing more than that. So there was a lot of money that was built up in savings accounts. That money goes to pay the higher prices on cars. Eight out of 10 car buyers are paying over the sticker price right now. And it also enables people to stay home more and say, you know what? My family's important. I have money in the bank right now. I don't need that job that was uh, costing me eight to 10 hours a day, five or six days a week. That, too, is causing the shortage of labor, which is causing the shortage of the products and the services that we need, Dean. And that's pushing up the prices that all of us pay. So let me then do this and say 
when we just talked to our lead forecaster for long range forecasting and talked about the spring forecast, we've got some big challenges in the weather coming. A lot of severe weather, a lot of rain in the middle of the country. And then just to the west of that, right off of the uh, Mississippi Valley, you go just to the west of that and there's severe drought. So there's already concerns about the ability to plant uh, great crops in this spring in a lot of areas and maybe either too wet or too dry. There's also then concern about the yields of that planting. Even if they do get it in, there may be yield issues, especially with the dry. So we're looking to be set up to this even more perfect storm where prices are rising. There doesn't seem to be any end in sight to the supply chain and the fuel cost uh, issues. And obviously with the geopolitical things going on with Ukraine and Russia and all that, there's still a lot of uh, you know turbulence there and, and uncertainty. And then you're going to add probably even on a normal year where you didn't have all the problems, you were going to get an increase in food prices anyway because of the problems that we're seeing with the weather. So to me, and I would think to you, that sounds like a, a recipe for some problems here going into the spring and summer for people, maybe just trying to get the right food on the table for all their family. Yeah, it does uh, seem to indicate that inflation is not going to go away overnight. In fact, it could continue on. You know, through the Midwest, there are 127 million acres of crops and 75% of it is corn and soybeans. So let's just think of corn, for example. What happens to corn that is grown? Uh, it, it feeds cattle. So that provides beef for your table. Also, there's a fuel component there. Uh, corn goes into a lot of fuel. There's corn oil. There's cereal, uh, snack food, salad dressings, plastics. Uh, a lot of this is all based on that one product, which is corn. So anything that I mentioned and anything that corn's related to will probably go up in price if the forecasters at AccuWeather are exact on what is what what they see in, in the future. Also, you've got apples and asparagus and green beans out there, and all of that's going to cost more. Food prices are already up seven to eight percent year over year in the store. And very quickly, you know, the, you mentioned the uh, Russia-Ukraine incident. Uh, the big thing that people are watching there, of course, is oil, because it's the most immediate concern. Ukraine right. ships Russian oil to the region. There are 6,000 products uh, that depend on oil, not only for gasoline for your car, but everything from lipstick to medical supplies uh, and waxes. Let's not forget that there's a food component there, too, because there's wheat and corn and grain that comes out of that area. When you look at all of this in meteorological terms, you can call it a storm. Yeah, it's a it's almost a perfect storm. And then, and then the thing that I think is interesting, too, is you think about it, Murray, uh, pre-pandemic, how low gas prices and fuel prices were. We were a next exporter of energy in this country. We were actually exporting it. And then we changed the administration and the thinking. And now we're in a whole different situation. You know, as you're a person who has been watching this maybe just a couple of years longer than me, I mean, I, I think that's the issue that we can change our demeanor of how we are economically, socially, and all that stuff in the, in the snap of a finger now, where those changes before may have been over months and years. It feels like we can have that same kind of change in the matter of weeks and days now here in 2022. And that uh, that makes it very difficult for people like you and me to kind of wonder what what do we have to look forward to ahead? I mean, that savings rate, I'm sure some people are dipping into savings with these higher um, 
prices now, but uh, if they can keep that savings rate, that's great. But this is going to be challenging here in the next couple of months. It's going to be very challenging. And, uh, you know, two things come to mind when you mention that. We're not used to anything like this because the average inflation rate had been under 3% a year. So now we're like more than double that. And that's why we're, we're getting hit so hard. Uh, when you talk about savings rates and money, and I don't want to get too involved in this, but you know the Federal Reserve is about to raise interest rates, short-term interest rates. So they affect your adjustable rate mortgages, anything that's tied to the prime rate, your credit card rates are going to go up. And this will probably happen next month. It'll probably happen in March of this year. Uh, when that happens, those interest rates go up very quickly. Very <clears throat> Sometimes quickly, yeah. in hours, the banks will raise their prime rate within hours after the Federal Reserve decides that it's raising rates. However, they, if history repeats itself, will not raise rates on savings accounts that quickly. That will boost the profits at the banks. We see it all the time. And that will continue to hurt senior citizens and the people who rely on these fixed income types of investments. I was with a banker one night at a, at a dinner banquet, and uh, it was the day the prime rate went up, and it was a small regional bank. And I said, well, I guess today was a pretty good day for you uh, because the prime rate went up. And she said to me, and she was the vice president of the bank, and she said, we made an awful lot of money today. It's kind of to me, too. Murray is, you know, sitting there in the Motor City. Sometimes you hear, you know, the gas price. Uh, well, let's put it the oil price, barrel price goes up. And as soon as it goes up a dollar, you're you see the, the gas price is soaring, right? right? A week later, you hear, okay, the, the the barrel oil price is way back down again, but you don't see those gas prices coming down as as quickly. So they're kind of reaping the benefits of it. It sounds like the same situation in the banking industry. So yeah, um, it's all yeah, and it, against this. It, it, it's almost like if you look at the grocery store, you look at uh, a can of beans, they decide they're going to raise the price of the, uh, the can of beans that they're, they're charging uh, to the stores. They're going to raise that wholesale price. The store doesn't wait until the next shipment comes in. They boost the prices right away. That is exactly what's happening right now. And they, they reap the benefits of a short-term huge profit in many cases. I think, you know, just the thing, do you have any pieces of advice for people here over the next few few months? Uh, one thing is I would just kind of make sure that you're explaining to your family that, uh, you know, this may be a time to kind of just dial it back a little bit, just to kind of be a little bit conservative, because the more you can save today, it actually... If you think about with the rates of inflation, if you can save on buying something, you're you're actually saving even more money because it's going to get more expensive in the future. So I think it's just I've been trying to counsel my family members just a, a little caution right now. We may want to be a little bit uh, not buying that extra thing that we were so eager to buy just a, a couple of months ago when prices were low and, and we seem to have a lot of flush cash. It just seems like a little conservatism might go a long way in terms of your economics here over the next couple of months. Yeah, you really should look at how much money you're spending and how much money you have to spend. And that gets us back to the basic budget, which many families don't follow. Uh, but you should look. Remember, when your company sees that there's this kind of uh, storm ahead, they start to cut back. They cut back in the help that they have and the people that they have and the costs. 
It's time to do that in the house. So here are a couple of things you can really do quickly that a lot of the experts are talking about. First of all, buy in bulk if you can, stuff that's not going to spoil and keep it because the prices today are probably, they're high, but they're probably lower than they're going to be in a couple of months. Uh, look for stuff that has a long shelf life and something that's really been growing across the country, and this could be the biggest year for it, and that's secondhand items and clothing. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, eight out of 10 Americans said prior to the end of last year that they were buying clothing to wear for themselves, and about half of them were buying clothing for holiday gifts at secondhand stores. Many times you can, many times you can get great designer fashions at a lower cost because apparel costs are going up too. You know they're they're up about one percent over the past month, and it, it, stuff is going up so fast. But when you buy at those secondhand stores, and here's the tip: try to go to an upscale neighborhood because the people there have the best stuff. <laughs> you know, nice, pricey. That's cool. Yeah, I, I've seen, and I like to go to the, some of those places where they are getting the closeouts from uh, big chain stores. And so, you know, it might be a couple of uh, months away from expiration, but still has some life to it. And you're paying 20, 30% to the dollar you paid before. I, I'm noticing a lot more people in those places here over the last couple of months as these prices have gone up. Murray, this yeah. has been awesome. I uh, wish we had a little more time, but I think it's a good primer on inflation and, you know, some good insight on how uh, we're looking here, especially when we've got so many things that are kind of uh, contributing to continuing this going and maybe even accelerating inflation more. Thanks so much for spending time with me. Look forward to spending more time with you on WWJ as we go forward. Thank you so much, Dean. Thanks for having me. And uh, all of us at WWJ say hi to everybody out there. Murray can be found on Twitter at M as in Murray Feldman News. That's M-F-E-L-D-M-A-N-N-E-W-S. You can also Get his Feldman report at odyssey.com slash WWJ News Radio. Those links and Twitter handles are all in our notes section of our podcast. When we come back, we're going to get notes from our friendly AccuWeather meteorologist, Bob Smurbeck, to talk about the weather for this upcoming weekend and the week beyond. This is Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. Plan your day with confidence and find out what the weather means for you. Join AccuWeather meteorologist Bernie Reno Monday through Friday for Weather Insider. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. This is episode 11 of our winter series here for 2021-2022. And as we drop this podcast on a Friday... We are uh, kind of just uh, all here in the weather office kind of relaxing a little bit because it has been another busy week. And one of our senior forecasters, Bob Smurbeck, joins us. And Smurby, I'm tired of winter. I, I, you know, as a forecaster, this has been challenging. And now we get into the fun time, Bob, where as we look ahead here, we're going to get storms that like we just had this weekend, another two day storm. That had yep. a wintry side and a spring side, and there were places where that had both of that. Like St. Louis went from spring to winter, and other places too. This is it was an incredible week again with a lot of storminess, a lot of wind along the east coast. I think uh, we're all getting a little weary on this uh, uh, situation here in the weather office about how how volatile this weather pattern has been of late. Oh, that's uh, there's no doubt about it, Dean. Uh, with the way the weather pattern is, we have these uh, storm centers uh, moving in off the Pacific. Uh, 
Uh, they come down uh, across uh, the Rockies and Plains, and sometimes they pick up a little energy that's left behind uh, near the Baja. Uh, so we have uh, several branches of the uh, uh, jet coming together here, and it's still mighty cold. There's so much cold air right now over uh, central Canada that bleeds southward. So uh, the these systems are, are combining with that cold air. And then, on, as you mentioned, uh, on the southern end of these storms, it's pulling moisture up out of the Gulf of Mexico. So we're getting these uh, large storms that, that take uh, you know more than just a day to to, to be dealt with from mm-hmm. uh, the plains all the all the way across uh, to the you know to the eastern seaboard uh, as we just went through. And it looks like uh, you know that we could be setting ourselves up for more of that uh, stormy weather again over the next week or so. Right, and you know as as I think your point was really good that cold air is just sitting up there and it wants to move south but i think what i'm feeling and seeing is now the warm air is winning more and more right and and it's it's vicious warm air i mean you look at some of these temperatures like new york city again before that frontal boundary came through friday morning it was 63 degrees yeah that's right and then, uh, then we have these massive. Tem- In fact, I just read on the on our. We got so much information coming to us on AccuWeather.com and our Slack. It was Indiana, Pennsylvania may have set a record for a one-hour temperature drop with that frontal boundary going through like 26, 27 degrees. Vince has been crazy. Um, going over the weekend, Smurbs. I'm one concern is another one of these very potent clippers that's going to dive through the Great Lakes as early as Friday night through Saturday. You know, they don't look like much in the modeling a couple of days out and then you get closer to it. And it's like, wow, the models catch on about how nasty this max is. I mean, that same kind of max did what? Three, four, five, six inches in Detroit last Sunday. This weekend with this Friday, Saturday in the Great Lakes, I could see some areas picking up a coating to an inch or two, especially lake enhanced spots. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, And then I think this thing could go all the way to the East Coast. So, you know, places like New York City and up to Boston could start seeing a few hefty snow showers later in the day on Saturday, Saturday evening that could cause some slick spots. Uh, that's right, Dean. Uh, this uh, this clipper is it's it's uh, got a lot of ball of energy with it. Uh, the heaviest stripe of snow will, will go from the northern lakes uh, across the St. Lawrence Valley. You know, you know, places Ottawa, Montreal will pick up a few inches of snow, and then farther south. Uh, that we're expecting uh, some some just some uh, heavy snow showers beginning in uh, Michigan uh, this evening and then tracking southeastward into Pennsylvania by tomorrow morning. Now, these uh, snow showers could could be squally uh, in nature where they just produce whiteout conditions for maybe a half hour or so. But if you're out there traveling uh, and you hit into one of those whiteouts, it could be a disaster. Uh, but, yeah, it looks like uh, that will uh, move into uh, northwestern Pennsylvania after midnight tonight. Uh, in uh, western New York State, and then we'll just shift uh, east and southeastward from there. Uh, and you mentioned uh, some of the cities, um, Boston, New York City. It won't reach uh, those locations till the afternoon, so they're going to have a time, little time to heat up ahead of this system. Right. Uh, this is almost like um, if this was in the springtime or summer, mm. we would have a line of thunderstorms along yep. this system. But yeah, you know, I'm, instead I'm, we'll have heavy snow showers. I'm worried about the, yeah the the, uh, the 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 intensity of those as they roll through in some of those areas. And again, as this is dropping, this podcast dropping on Friday, uh, we're talking about this coming through the Great Lakes Friday night and then into the Northeast Saturday Saturday night. Um, the rest of the country, well, the rest of the East is pretty quiet. Some rain down on uh, the southern parts of uh, Florida. Uh, some showers over the weekend. 
And then there's another piece of energy that's coming into the Pacific Northwest, uh, some rain along the coast and some mountain snows. And this becomes the energy that we'll have to watch coming into the Great Lakes and Northeast for the early part of next week and see how all that kind of goes with uh, the cold air to the north and the warm air to the south. Could be some interesting weather uh, across the upper plains and then through the Great Lakes and then into the northeast as we get into uh, from President's Day Monday and on into Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, yes, that's right, Dean. Uh, this, the cold air is in place right now. And as you mentioned, this Pacific storm comes through uh, the Pacific Northwest uh, as we head over the weekend. Uh, then it moves out of the as it moves out into the Rockies. All that cold air is going to be waiting for it across the northern plains, uh, even parts of the central plains. And then so there'll be a stripe of snow that moves across uh, South Dakota into Minnesota, uh, Wisconsin. And uh, when you get far enough south, uh, there'll be some warm air aloft uh, and, and the cold air is going to cut underneath, so to speak. But it's going to be warm enough for liquid uh, rainfall aloft. So you're going to have to deal with some ice uh, potential here across parts of Iowa into um, uh, Michigan as we get into early next week. So that's just the 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 front end of this storm. Uh, Will looks like it's going to dig a little deeper into the southwest uh, early next week, and then the second piece will come out. But uh, you're going to have uh, wintry weather on the north side, and then you're going to have uh, moisture from the Gulf of Mexico, uh, a strong jet stream interacting with that. Well, you get a, a, the heating is getting stronger across the southern states right now. So now you're going to have uh, some severe weather to deal with across the southern uh, portions of these storms. While uh, here we are again uh, across the north, we're going to have ice and snow. And because these uh, temperature uh, situations are kind of baked in, yeah, they'll move a little bit that pool of cold air from the north and then the warm air to the south. But I think we're going to see more of these where we're setting up multi-day storms where there's, you know, that boundary and then pieces of energy running along here in the next couple of weeks. And I got to believe that we're setting ourselves up with all these wild temperature swings for something to get uh, really bubbled up right along the eastern seaboard in the next couple of weeks that could cause some issues with another we're, we're due we're getting due right yeah. Storms for another coastal situation yep. here in the next uh, several weeks so that's interesting well you, you know you see these storms uh, coming from the pacific and they're large storms they're not small storms they, they cover large areas uh and, and all you need to do is to shift the pattern a little farther to the east and so instead of the storms cutting up through uh, the great lakes or the ohio valley uh, across uh, the interior northeast uh, maybe one of these storms uh, heads from across, uh, you know, Arkansas into uh, North Carolina and then and then up, you know, up the coast. So we're getting to that time of year. Uh, uh, there's still enough cold air in place that the, the and there's a lot of moisture that can be pulled up from the south, uh, especially when you get into these return flows off the Gulf of Mexico. So, yeah, it's um, and there's a lot of energy left in, in, on the map right now. We've had a lot of Pacific energy and a lot of storm track from the Pacific Ocean into the United States this winter. And we see no reason why that will slow down over the next couple of weeks. Right. And uh, we're really concerned, you know, and I just wanted to touch base with you a little bit. Um, You know, last week we talked with Paul Passlock. We talked with Murray Feldman about uh, inflation. And, you know, you're in in my age group, um, (laughs) fun mid-50s, right? You know? Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, we remember those nasty inflational inflationary periods in the 70s you know we were kids back then yep but uh gas lines and everything yeah this does not (laughs) bode well with this forecast for you know if you look at the nation's midsection the breadbasket of our country 
some areas around the Mississippi River stem and those areas are going to be frequent uh, offenders with severe weather and downpours and a lot of flooding. And then you just go a little bit farther west of that as you get over into places like uh, Kansas and down to Texas, and there's going to be drought issues. So, you know, the farmers are scratching their heads. We're scratching their heads. I'm sure, you know, it's one of those things. Sometimes folks don't think about that looking. They don't look at the things that we look at. But if I'm looking at this as a meteorologist and a person, I'm thinking, you know, I got to be planning for these prices to keep going up. I mean, it just seems like that's inevitable with the weather pattern contributing to the inflationary problems that we're seeing. Yeah, yeah, that part of the country, especially, uh, there's going to be a lot of um, uh, almost like some extremes going on uh, where you were mentioning uh, with this storm track uh, picking up Gulf moisture. The uh, Mississippi stem will be uh, hit with some uh, heavy rain, severe weather. So you got to watch for flooding uh, in those locations. And then the, the the deeper into spring you get, you, you start to uh, worry about, uh, you know, planting and, and stuff like that. And then farther to the West, uh, we are concerned. We've been concerned for a while now, ever, even since, you know, uh, later la- or later last year that uh, the, the the pattern we're going to be uh, in across uh, the Western High Plains, especially uh, like Western Kansas down into uh, West Texas. Uh, those areas are going to be dry. And we were concerned about, you know, drought conditions uh, getting started early there as we go into the spring. We still have a, a La Nina pattern right now. Uh, we also have a cold PDO pattern where uh, there are a lot of the warm waters in the uh, uh, the higher latitudes in the Pacific or in the Central Pacific with cooler waters along the West Coast. Uh, you combine that with a, a La Nina pattern, and that usually spells uh, drought conditions over the Southwest extending eastward into uh, parts of the High Plains. You know, the big thing that you can do, everybody, is just stay tuned to AccuWeather.com. We'll try to weatherproof your life and let you know, but there are signs out there for the volatility of prices to continue based on the weather. The one crop that I don't ever want to have affected is Smurby's hot pepper crop, right? Are, are you are, <laughs> any, any new hot yep. peppers on the lineup? Are you are you already thinking about what you're planting this year? Is there anything you're at, that's out there that you want to try that you haven't tried to grow before? Uh, in Smurby's garden. Well, uh, I, uh, for the first time, I grew fennel last year, and I, oh. I found some good things to do with that. Uh, and um, I, I'd say in about two, maybe two or three weeks, I'll be starting my seeds. You know, indoors here, my <laughs> my pepper seeds, yeah. the smurblanos and the yeah. and the uh, bell peppers and the uh, uh, banana peppers. So yeah, yeah, I. I I'll have to go look at the garden. It's covered with, well, not now. It's not now. No, it's We're here melted. where we are, right? <laughs> it, it's, it's got those patches. And, you know, it's going to be careful because the long range says that, yeah, we're going to warm up here at times, uh, February, March, but there could be another little shot of cold air in April that uh, might, uh, we've had that the last couple of years. So, all right, so we'll yep. keep an eye on your garden. Thanks for joining me. I know you're a busy guy. Thanks for being with me today on Everything Under the Sun. You're welcome, Dean. You have a great day. Friends, that's a wrap on episode 11 of our winter series for 2021-2022. When we come back uh, next week, we're going to wrap up the month of February by celebrating Black History Month and talk with a few folks about the important and innovative contributions of African-American scientists and also talk about the importance of diversity in meteorology and all the STEM fields, for that matter. It's going to be a great conversation. We'll do that next week. We'll also take another look at the weather for the upcoming weekend and week beyond. Again, where the weather and your life intersect, you come for the weather, you stay for your life, and all the information you need from your 
friends here at AccuWeather.com who work so hard to put this uh, great podcast together, our executive production team of Ken Prell and Andrew Robb, and then the hundreds of team members behind the scenes who work hard every day to make your life weatherproof through our AccuWeather app, our AccuWeather network, our AccuWeather.com stories and information, and any of our AccuWeather partners across the globe. We thank all of them for being part of this, and we thank you for being part of our podcast. If you have some questions or some feedback, podcast at AccuWeather.com is our email address. We'll talk to you next week, episode 12, again, commemorating Black History Month as we close out the month of February. That's coming up next week on Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review Everything Under the Sun on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And of course, if you have an idea for a future podcast, just email us at accuweather.podcast at accuweather.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 